Unfiltered by Jade. Jade. Welcome to the Unfiltered by Jade, where we get out of the box and dive into topics that are sidelined. I look forward to entertain, educate, and inspire. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, donate, and make everybody know about it. Beats by RB Records, a proud sponsor of The Unfiltered by Jade. Shopping assistants, your style, your budget. Our services include online and local shopping for individuals and businesses, personal shopping, purchasing of company and office supplies, importing and exporting small packages across Jamaica and worldwide, and helping you find unique gifts and items for all events and occasions. Contact us at 876-919-5195 or shoppingassistance2015 at gmail.com. Shopping Assistance, your style, your budget. Welcome to the Unfiltered by Jade. Today we have with us here a queen and she's Queen Afif. Now she's here to speak with us about domestic abuse. But before we even do that, let me tell you who she is. So she is the founder of DVWMT, which is Domestic Violence Wears Many Tags. And she's the associate producer of the Survivor Stories. Is there anything else that you want to share with us, Queen? Um, no, you did a wonderful job. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. So I have been on your page and I have been on your website and I've been reading and listening to your YouTube videos and they are very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I want you to share with us first and foremost, what is domestic abuse? Domestic Balance or domestic abuse is, of course, when someone is physically causing harm to another party in a relationship, intimate partner, um, family um, balance, as well as um, I like to call it a stranger balance. Mm. You're forced to do something that you don't want to do. Um, and that can look like, you know, kicking, punching, mm. shoving, you know strangulation, these things where you are demanding that someone do something that you don't want to do. Okay. Okay. What, what, what are some types of domestic abuse? I mean, you listed some, but. So when we talk about my organization, domestic violence wears many tags, mm-hmm. a couple of things that I wanted to do with this conversation. I researched um, who was having a conversation with abusers, looked out there, didn't see too much of people educating abusers, men, women, teens, boys, and girls. Right. Second thing I wanted was who was presenting it as an educational package as opposed to a brochure or Mm -hmm. text to 1-800-HELP or text Mm -hmm. to, you know, help this victim type of thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody was presenting it as an educational package. Mm -hmm. Um, Three, I wanted an organization that would educate men, males, that are victims of domestic violence. Yes. Looked out there, really didn't see anybody doing that. So I decided, okay, well, 
we need to talk about all of these. Um, we need to talk to all of these populations as well as talk about all of the tags that yes. come with domestic violence. Yes. So number one, we talk about verbal abuse because verbal abuse is the number one way that yes. somebody can start to discern that they may be in an abusive situation. Okay. Second, we talk about emotional abuse because you can't have verbal abuse without emotional. Emotional, yes. Okay. Third, we talk about financial abuse because people don't realize the significance of just leave, just leave, just leave. Where is that victim going to go exactly when he or she has no finances to even leave? Exactly. Shelters are full. And not only that, abusers know where every shelter is anyway. Yes. Okay. So we're going to tell victims to leave where they going. Exactly. Okay. Number four, we talk about sexual abuse because one of the things about research on sexual abuse is that it happens at the dinner table. It yes. happens in the household a lot. But in the household, we treat it like a stranger section mm -hmm. because everybody wants to sweep it under the table. Nobody want to talk about, you know, good touch, bad touch with our young yes. people yes. at the table. And then number five, we talk about physical abuse because physical abuse is normally the last tag because the abuser really doesn't want to hit you if he or she doesn't have to. Yes. You know, because a lot of times I can control my victim being verbal and emotional abuse yes financial yes. abuse i never need to touch the victim yes i never have to put my hands on him or her because i have you right where i need you to be from yes. verbal emotional and financial abuse mm -hmm. so this is what we talk about with domestic violence with many tell mm. so are there telltale signs i mean you had said before it starts off with um emotional or, or it starts off with verbal abuse first, yeah. and then it goes to emotional. But I have heard persons even recently saying, um, when they how they talk to their souls is not abuse, because that's just how they communicate. And I'm like, no, that's abuse. How you speak to them that way, it's it's abuse because what happens is that they now become emotionally hurt. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, you know, kind of watch the communication at your dinner table because you know the little people there are soaking this stuff up. You're actually teaching them to communicate like that. How did you grow up at your dinner table? You know, were you called a no good son of a gun? Were mm. you called dumb, stupid? You know, were you told you would never be anything? You would never amount to nothing? You know, you're too fat. Your hair is too short. You're too light. You're too dark. You know, were you told these things at your dinner table? Because you unconsciously, Go out and seek that in a partner. Yes. It becomes yes. normal. It's your normal. So you end up with a partner who does these things to you. You know, and as a bystander looking in, you know, it's like, well, she did or he did come from a background like that. You know, that's why it can appear normal to them. Mm. You see what I mean? So can you sit your friend down and say, you know, I think you're being verbally abused. As opposed to you dumb, you stupid girl. It couldn't be me. I wouldn't even be with nobody who talked to me like that. Mm, okay, 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 okay. Like that to me. You know, I never dealt with nothing like this. These are the things we say to our friends and loved ones who are going through, but they can't that sound just like the abuser. Yes, 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 yes. We gotta sit them down and say, look, you may be dealing with verbal abuse. And what I mean by that is 
I'm familiar with your childhood. You know, we grew up together. You would always cry about, you know, how your parents would talk to you, belittle you, or how you were bullied in school and how people would treat you. And you're in a relationship like that now. Yeah. Yeah. So helping them understand sort of from an educational standpoint, what they're actually dealing with and that is not normal and it was never normal. Right. Does that help? Yes, it has. So, I mean, you alluded to this earlier. Why do victims of abuse tend to stay with their abusers? I cannot stand, sister. <laughs> real, okay? You have to keep it real, boo-boo. Okay. Let me say something to you. Don't you ever ask a victim why they stay. Mm-hmm. Understood. Okay? Because they don't know why they stay. Yeah, but yeah, but hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but you have family members that want to know, like, why are you staying there? Yeah. You know, you have friends who are like, as you said earlier, it's not easy to leave That's for right. for the person being abused. That's but those right. who are looking are seeing you can just get up and leave. What's the big problem? <laughs> and as the abuser, because I was the abuser, if mm -hmm. you get up and leave, I will find you. Where's my victim going? Mm. I know everything about my victim. I know more than your mother and father know about my victim. Mm. I want to tell my victim to, to leave because he or she can be killed. And a lot of times they are killed. Yes. Yes. So the victim to say why you stay, they be puzzled. Like, I thought I was staying for love. Mm. You know, I thought I was staying because the person cared about me. I thought I was staying because, you know, it was going to get better. I was staying because I wanted to make my family work. Yes. I was staying because I felt like he or she would change at some point. Yes. Right? You hear victims say that, but victims stay because, you know, for real, like, where you going to go? Yeah, where are you going to go? At the end of the day, where you going to go? And yes, you know, different states have the shelter houses and they have all these, you know, but the abuser know these things. Yes. The abuse yes. will show up there. Yes. The victim don't stay in there all day. They come out of the program, okay? They got to go look for jobs. They got to go try to get food stamps. They got to go try to get help. Mm. And the abuser is right there watching all of this and can kill the victim on sight. Yes. Yes. See, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy when you tell the victim, just leave, you know? They are chasing the first high of love. Yes. They don't realize they chasing their first high when they fell in love with this person. Yeah. That can last a lifetime. Mm. We cannot just say break the addiction. You can't just break your love addiction. Love addiction is one of the most hardest things to break. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. We gotta we gotta let that victim know that 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 male or female know what they're actually dealing with. Mm -hmm. You know, we gotta understand what it takes to be in something like this to get them to start saying, okay, well, maybe it's not love. Maybe huh. it's not love anymore. Maybe my, you know, maybe my father, my, um, my daughter's father or my husband or my boyfriend, my girlfriend, maybe they're not going to change. Yes. Yes. Me. We got to get them to start rationalizing this thing because they are chasing the first high when they fell in love. Love. Right. Right. With the person and trust and know the abuser going to make sure that that goes on and on oh, forever long. It's my it's my manipulation. I'm trying to tell you the abuser going to make sure that that goes on and on and on and on. Mm. That they continue to chase the first high that 
I will be that person who you first fell in love with. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think that's, you know, I think I'm running ahead of this. <laughs> I think I'm running ahead of this. I, I'm, I'm about to say, and that's why even when they abuse you, they actually probably would show you love at the same time. Absolutely. Because I got to throw a little love in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make you think that I'm going to be that person who you feel, first fell in love with. I got to make you think that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I may send a couple of roses, you know, I may gift, yes. I may I mm-hmm. do a cell phone, I may even do a car. Mm-hmm. You know, but it just depends on my victim. But I must make sure you're still in the cycle. Yes. So you never leave. Yes. You never leave. When is it that you tr- you transition from from being a abuser to being a victim? Now, what I like to say is that um, a vic- uh, abusers were victims too. Uh-huh. Okay. 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 okay, okay. Abuse, that victim turn abuser a lot of times. Mm, that okay. The male victim or the female victim turns abuser. And in that, what they could be saying is that I will never let this happen to me again. Ah. So the next person who try to, you know, sit me. Right, 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 right. They going to get fired. Uh-huh. So now you are verbally abusing or, you know, you emotionally abusing your children, your spouse or, you know, that new partner or it's going to come out somewhere. It can come out on your job. You uh-huh. know, it, it can come out in various places where that victim is saying, I'm no longer going to be the victim. Yes. See what I mean? So I'm going to take flight. Whatever go down, I'm going to be in front of it. Uh-huh. And whatever somebody think they did to me in the past, it's never going to happen to me in the future. And so they become the abuser. Yes. Can I say that they are consciously, knowingly doing this? I cannot say that. I'm going to have to say they unconscious. Right. It's a, it's sort of a sign of protection for them. And that's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. So you're so hurt. And I, I constantly hear, and I'm speaking for women, I constantly hear women say, you know what? Um, what the guy did to me before, it's never going to happen again. So we become protective. While being protective, we become abusive. Yeah. Yeah. While you protecting, you could become an abusive. And then, you know, if you have God, sometimes the chips fall this way. If you have a child that's linked to the abuse, sometimes that child can end up getting it. Mm. Because you're a constant reminder of that parent. Mm. You know, yes. that's from a male, um, a, a, a male victim or a, uh, female victim turn abuser. Yes. It's going to come out somewhere. That's why we recommend that victims get help. As soon as they, you know, feel like they are in a safe space, get they help get right help. there mm-hmm. so that you don't turn abuser. Uh-huh. Man, sometimes we're running for right. We run right back into it. Yeah. And then you turn around and run right back into it. Into Again, it's just, it's just a cycle. It's just a cycle. What, what does it look like to be an abuser? The abuser, you know, the abuser is very smart. The abuser is very smart. And I was the abuser. We listen well. We take our notes. You know, um, we do all the caring and the sharing that we need to do for this particular victim, which is going to be called the grooming stages, where you're grooming this person to be a full-blown victim. Mm. Not a victim yet. But I'm going to groom this person to be a full-blown victim based off in the dating cycle. So based on what I'm learning about them in the dating cycle. So I want to hear that you didn't have a good relationship with your mother and father. I want to hear that you felt like you was a lost child. 
I want to hear that. Yeah, you had this. You was fed with the silver spoon, but never felt love. I want uh. to because that's gonna let me know what I need to do in terms of the abuser to groom you into a full blown victim. And one mm. of those things is going to start with the psychological isolation, with me isolating you from you. Ew. I isolate you from you. I take your soul, your mind from you. So when you hear victims say, I, I really was brainwashed. They really are brainwashed. I mean, um, uh, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. How hard is it to change from being an abuser? How, how hard is it to is, You know, we don't have a lot of people saying that they were the abuser. You know, I say it, but in this area, I think I'm the only one to say it. Yeah, because I've, I've never seen anybody actually say that before. Yeah, nobody says that they were the abuser, male or female. Nobody no. comes forth and say, I was the abuser in this relationship. So I tell my story so we can, so abusers can say, I was the abuser too. Mm, yeah. Now that you saying what you saying, Queen, I think I was the abuser. And I had male and females that say that to me. Mm. They started to realize what they were actually in. They started to realize what they were actually doing and saying to another person and making another person feel or making their children feel, you know, threatened and not good enough. Abusers say that when they hear me say it. But yes. we don't have a lot of, uh, we don't have abusers out here saying that they were the abusers. So it's extremely hard for abusers to change. Because mm -hmm. they first have to acknowledge what they are. Yeah. Before they can. And if uh, somebody say it, that makes it even better because I'm not alone. Yes. Quincy yes. said she was the abuser. So that's going to make the abuser feel comfortable with saying I was the abuser too. Yes. Yes. I agree with that. But we don't have people stepping up to the plate like that. That's why my story is very unique. Because mm -hmm. I want abusers to get help because the victim and the abuser need help. Yes. We're going to break this cycle. We cannot break the cycle just with victims alone because no. the children at the dinner table are, are victims. Yes. You're raising full-blown victims at the dinner table. Yes. And some of them are going to turn abusers. Yes. So now we got another cycle of victim turn abusers. Yes. We need, and then it goes on and on and on. And it goes on and on and on. We need the victim and the abuser to want help. Mm, and, Break yeah. the cycle. How can we escape an abusive relationship? And do you think that having support helps? You must do it in secret. You must. I always say that, you know, I like, I legit always say. You must do it in secret. You cannot use devices that you and the abuser share. You no, and you can't tell them what you're going to do. You cannot tell, ever tell the abuser, I'm leaving you, I'm done with you, I'm taking the children from you. All of those things put you in a no-trust bracket with the abuser, which is then going to move you over to a kill status. Yes, yes. So this is what we don't want victims, male or female, to do. We want you to do it in secret. We want you to devise a plan in secret. And that plan is going to consist of, yeah, you deciding that I want this no more. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is because you cannot do the back and forth. The back and forth puts you in a kill status. Yes. Okay? yes. So you got to stay there until you can decide I've had enough. Like yes. I cannot do this no more. I don't mm -hmm. want this relationship anymore. Right. Then you start researching. Well, what's out there? Yes. You can't research it on the devices in your house or, or whatever. Use a note. You cannot research it on these things. 
No. You gotta go to the library or step out somewhere. You can't a lot of times trust your friends and family members. No. The abuser know who they are and know how to manipulate them to tell them what you're doing and what you're up to. Yes. See? So you gotta be very secretive about doing your research and how you will escape. Number two with that is you the, the other option to escaping is do you need to do a restraining order? Mm. So is this a space where you have to get the law involved in this situation? But what I want victims to understand is that it's just a piece of paper. Mighty. And that's not going to stop the abuser from coming for you. Okay. Mm. And abusers are very cunning. They're very clever. They spend a lot of time tracking the victim. A lot of time goes into tracking the victim. That's why in COVID, abusers didn't have, don't have to do much tracking. Right, right. Because right. the victim is there. So, you know, you're less agitated when you don't have to track the victim. When you got to track the victim, that brings on a lot of agitation to the mm. Okay. So, you know, in that, is it a place where you do need to do a restraining order? Okay. And have the police call, you know, and start having that paper trail of on paper, like I'm done with this person because now physical attacks are happening, you know, um, Things are being done to the children, could be done to being done to the children. And any child who's in a domestic violence household, they are in jeopardy. Yes. Their lives are at stake. They yes. are in danger. Yes. Okay. And so the victim and the abuser is responsible for these children that are being victimized by this behavior. Yes. Okay. So you got, is that the case where you need to get the police involved? You know, you got to discern. What's going to be the best way for me to exit this relationship and never return? So that yes. means you follow all the way through with the court stuff. You got to go all the way through with it. All the while, you're getting 100 text messages on your phone about, bitch, I'm going to kill you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay? Don't try me. You're getting all these things on your phone, but you still got to follow through. You yes. still got to fight the fight yes. until you have come to your resolve, which is you find safety. Yes. At the end of the day, you get a safety space for you and your children or for that victim who is single and trying to escape the relationship, male or female. Yes. You know, victims can call the 1-800-799-SAFE-2 number. You can call the 1-800-799-SAFE. That is a good number for um, getting the resources in your state. Okay. So getting those caring resources that are in your state. The thing about the 1-800 number, though, is that some of the programs, you know, have disp dispersed, you know, they're no longer there, you know. So now you have <sighs> emotions of finding what programs are in, you know, are in place. Right. Who's accepting, who's doing intake for victims and their children. You have some shelters that do not take little boys in the shelters. Mm. Then you can't get help because you got a son. Oh, you know, so all of these things play a part in that victim researching her or his escape plan. From the relationship yes man and you yeah. need, you need support the other part of your question was support you mm -hmm. definitely need support and helping you do that but you can't your family and all of these people i mean a lot of them you can't trust in something like that you don't mean no harm but they just know too much of your business yes yes you need yes. somebody that's on the outside that is an expert a professional that yes. help you discern this thing and walk it all the way down, help you discern what you're actually dealing with. Because again, victims are brainwashed. So a lot yes. of time, 
They don't even know what they really dealing with. They are chasing the first high of love. We got to get them from chasing the first high first. Yeah. Then we can bring them into a space of breaking the psychological punishment to where they can see the bigger picture. Oh my God, my children are at stake. I'm at stake. Our lives are literally in danger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they do need support. Yes. They absolutely do need support. And it's not the support of, you know, you dumb. You Friends and, yeah. You know, I could never sit in something like that. Girl, you need to just be, man. You need to just go from her. Who, why are you even with her? And, and let me tell you something about domestic violence. It don't have no profile. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. It could be, I'm five foot four, 130 pounds, 20 pounds at the time. And I was tearing up some victims. Yep. Mm -hmm. It don't, you ain't big, small, tall. Domestic violence don't care about that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't care about masculine or feminine. It does not care about Because when I, when I say, listen, you have some men who are being abused. People normally laugh. It's funny. It ain't funny. It's not funny. And you are absolutely correct. Um, The CDC says 4.6 million men are victims of domestic violence, sexual abuse, and stalking. Yes. How is that funny? It's not funny at all. How is at all. Funny? And then if you a victim in this stuff, you and you got sons, you are making them victims of domestic violence. Yes. Yes. You see what I mean? You are grooming little victims and little abusers of domestic violence. How, and they're male children. How is that funny? It ain't funny at all. But... America, that's why, you know, my program, we focus on men. We focus on males because males are not covered. No, they're not covered at all. At all. all. And I don't want my sons. I have two sons. I don't want my sons dating no abusive woman like their mother. No. (laughs) I don't want my boys catching up with me in a long run. No. Okay. So I got to educate them too. On what healthy relationship look like? We don't, we go into the school system and go to churches and go to all these places, and we put a ton of girls in there. But where are the young men and and teaching them how to be in healthy, responsible relationships too? Mm-hmm. We can't point the finger at nobody but ourselves. Yes, for neglecting to educate our young men on healthy relationships and telling them it's okay to talk, it's okay to to report it. That's right, man. <laughs> that's a lot man that's a lot that's that's some heavy that's a heavy that's a heavy topic it is heavy um tell us about the vwmt and how we can reach you girl we are out here in the trenches you hear me honey <laughs> and we have been out here saying it and we're gonna keep on saying it. that's right we need to get ourselves straight at these dinner tables yes these dinner tables are jacked up Mm-hmm. And we have got to do better. Educating our young people, parents have got to get the help that they've been traumatized 30 years ago. They yes. still are traumatized today. And you got little people sitting at your dinner table. You call yourself raising a family. Mm. Okay? When you're raising victims of domestic violence. Let's be clear here about what's going on at our dinner tables. Okay? Yes. You got the little boy sitting beside the same man who did sexually molest him, but he can't say what's wrong with him. He can't speak up and have a voice. He got to get over it. He can't Mm. be a punk. He cannot voice what he feels. This is a disgrace to to humanity, to all of humanity who sit back at our dinner tables and watch this stuff play out with our little young boys and our little young girls. Play out living in like domestic violence. 
Okay, because this is not no pretty subject. This is an ugly subject. And it ain't going to get better until we start getting to the core of what's going on here. Yeah. At our dinner table. So we start allowing our young women, our young men to feel what they need to feel has happened to them at their dinner tables. We begin to break that cycle. We out here saying it, sis. And we going to yeah. keep on saying it. We yes. said it on a virtual platform. We said on our anonymous monthly calls that we host for women and men, boys and teen boys and girls can get on our anonymous calls and listen in. Never have to say who they are. Never have to say a mumbling word. Listen in and get that education and get that understanding that they are validated in what they feel. Uh, and that they are supported in what yes. they feel. And it, this ain't about your background and where you grew up at and you got to be perfect and you got to be somebody you know. When you come to these calls, this is about classroom education. All of us is on the same accord here. Yes. Okay. We doing it by going into the school systems and talking to our young people and hosting our male sessions and our female sessions. Hosting our co-head sessions and getting our young boys and young girls together to talk about this conversation. Yeah. We're doing it by going to ministry and supporting community events to help yeah. get that word out there about domestic violence and those many tags that it wears. Yes. Since we've been doing this the last 14 years. Nice. We nice. have been doing this the last 14 years. And I recently decided I want a deeper attribute for our survivors and victims and abusers to start healing and so i brought production together for um the monologues so i call them the brokenness the boldness monologues okay and this is a platform where victims and abusers real victims and abusers we're not doing a casting call we're not doing a play here can come up and tell their darkest secret mm. domestic violence and they do it through movement and prompts mm. right and this thing here is so emotional for the victims and the abusers who are sharing their story. It's a deeper level of healing without them talking. Because there's some victims who just, and abusers who can't talk. Right. But they right. move in it. So doing that through with, um, doing my monologues mixed with drama therapy has been one of the greatest things that I've seen in terms of healing. Right. In terms of getting our victims and abusers together on one accord to share their story without talking about it. We're going that way too. So we have multiple innovative ways where we help victims and abusers heal. Man, that's nice. That's nice. You're doing you're doing such a great work. Thank you. Man, it's emotional listening to it. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and where is it that we can reach you or persons can reach you if they need to contact you? Yes, absolutely. Just go to the Google search and type in DVWMT. And all of our information will come up about what we're doing, what we got coming up next, um, you know, and how we're treating this conversation with education, encouragement, mm -hmm. and empathy. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. are giving the top three tools that we know people need to break that cycle. Education, yes. encouragement, yes. and empathy break yes. this cycle of domestic violence. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Queen. You are so um, <laughs> I am very sure our listeners um, would be very educated about it. And I'm sure even by listening to it, I'm hoping that listening to this, you have persons who will come out to even admit um, to being abusers so that they can start their healing yes. and 
to become whole again, you know, to become better persons again, to now see the traits and make even better decisions and be better paths for even their kids and people around them because these things don't just affect us. It affects everybody around us. It, it, it affects our community, sis. It, it, it affects, you know, our children in school. It, it's The tags don't have no profile. They they going to come for you. Yes. You know, and I think by us knowing what those tags are, you know, and giving the education behind the tags, people can begin to say, you know what? I need to talk to Queen on some deeper levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, because she said something about those tags that I never really thought about. Right. And that's what it's about, sis. I want people to be redeemed. Yes. From domestic violence and mental health issues. I want us to understand that we can talk about this thing. We can grow. We can get better. Yes. We don't have to stay in a dark space. We can be great coming yes. out of something like this. Yes. And I'm yes. living proof, sis. I'm living proof of it. Mm-hmm. I'm a witness that it can be done. Can be done. It can be done. It can be done. As we do the first step, and it's admitted, it can be done. It can be done. Thank you. Thank you so much again, Queen. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the Unfiltered by Jade. We'll be back next week, Tuesday. Thank you. Bam, 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 bam.